I don't know what that fuzziness is. I, it can only be my beard. It's the, your yeah. mic, because you have it attached to your headphone. Yeah. So it rubs up against you. Yeah. I, d- I, just, I just want people to know I don't like rubbing things up against me. You That's always me. rub things up against yourself. Tom, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you mentioned balloons and I will kill you. Balloons. Oh, yeah, you had that balloon fetish thing, didn't you? That, that was on the TV, Channel 5. No, I, so not, in uni, like, in uni when I first met Matt, he was raving about balloon porn, where people just rub themselves all over with balloons. If you go in Burger King, there's plenty of balloons in there, and Burger King's <laughs> a lot of fun. You know. <laughs> That's why you go to Burger King. Yeah, yeah. That's McDonald's probably why I don't go to Burger King. I don't go to either. You're missing out on a lot of fun, Tom. What? McDonald's smells and tastes like shit. And the one time I got a burger from Burger King, it was so mayo, it made me feel sick. Oh, well, you got a bit of mayo, it'd be dry if not. It was more than a bit, it was like mainly mayo. Well then, uh, you should say, you didn't ask, you asked for a burger, not mayo. True, true. But then I would have sued spuds. I remember one time I wanted something <laughs> light, so I decided to just go for a chicken mayo sandwich, thinking there'd just be a bit of mayo in it. My God, it was mainly mayo. Are you criticising spuds? Okay, I know you love spuds, right? But you have got to know it's not exactly the healthy option. That place is perfect. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> you... well, to be fair, I was so surprised when it cleaned itself up last time we went. Like the yeah. chairs when you, like the walls were painted, there was paintings on the wall. I think that happened because they lost you and they wanted to entice you back. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. Well, well, that one time you've not gone back since. True, but I, I've got mitigating circumstances there. I, I can't go to Spuds every day anymore. Yeah, I do also because, you know, I don't like to eat alone. Actually, I have eaten alone in a restaurant, well, cafe, once. Mm. That's it. That's the end of the story. Wow. did it once and then I was just like, oh, my God, I can survive without other people. Yeah. And then I haven't done it since. See, for me, it's the need over company. If I'm hungry, I'll eat. Yeah, but I could just get food on the way home. Yeah, but it's buds. I don't, I don't care if someone's with me or not. Okay, what, what are we going to talk about now, then? You know what? Uh, before we started recording this episode, I was watching that uh, new new show, Riverdale. Do you know what that is? Really, Tommy? Yeah. Uh, you know, you this. love Riverdale. Because, because it was based on the Archie comic books. So yeah. you totally know what that is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need to tell me about that. Yeah, I don't need to go through that because you you definitely know what it is. But um, funnily enough, in this episode, they mentioned Josephine Baker. No, they didn't. Seriously, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that... and a few weeks ago, Timeless, they, they had Josephine Baker in it. Really? Yeah, and you know what Timeless is as well? Yeah, 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 it's Timeless. Of course you do. <laughs> it's a very big shock for me when I was writing my notes for this episode and I hear Josephine Baker in the background. Yeah. And I was like, who? Like, you know, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That's incredible. That, talk about coincidence. I know. Talk about coincidence. Not a segue whatsoever because no. it actually happened. No. I like how timeless seems to be how we're finding a lot of these subjects. That we're doing our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like my problem is now because it hasn't done too well with the ratings, I don't think it's gonna get renewed for a season two. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just like, how am I gonna find new episodes now? <laughs> oh. How am I gonna learn about historical figures now? I know. It's it's almost as if books didn't exist, isn't it? 
Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, if Timeless gets cancelled, that's it. The show's over. Yeah. This show, I mean, as well as Timeless. That, that means your education will be over. I know, right? I guess iZombie is back. I mean, we could do episodes based around a zombie. Uh, prominent zombies in history. Oh, where would you begin with that? You know, there's so many. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I really hope they don't cancel this timeless. Yeah. I'm, I'm more Melania for your well-being. Trump, she might be a zombie. She seems a bit brain dead most of the time. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> she doesn't seem to do anything or express anything. It might be the Botex or it might be her brain. I don't know. Yeah. But she she did marry Donald Trump, so she must be a bit of an idiot. Possibly. Or... Actually, maybe she's smart. She clearly married him for the money. She clearly doesn't actually like him. <laughs> so, like, most of the world. Yeah, she, she she's his biggest critic, I bet. Oh, no, she doesn't speak out against it because, yeah, you know, bedroom, she needs the money. I mean, I should say that. Oh, in the bedroom. Yeah. No, again, no, she'd fake it. Because, I mean, she, she she might agree with the rest of the world that he's a moron, but, you know, she has no dignity, so. Oh, we all have to fake it. While he's in power. I don't think anyone's faking it. <laughs> I think people really don't like him and they vocalise it. True. Oh, I think that, yeah, I think it was in the news. I think that was what all the protests were about, weren't they? Oh, I thought they were gatherings for people that supported him. Were they protests? Oh, yeah. Because I... He, I'm pretty sure so the ones many that said they were there. protests were fake news. Yeah. Yeah. That they can't have happened. That was all rubbish. Yeah, no, it was totally fake news. These protests are totally fake news. Yeah. They were just going on, on about how much they want that wall and stuff, you know. Yeah. It's funny how anything that's, like, even a little bit, you know, supportive of Trump isn't fake news. Mm. It's a bit like a kid kind of really just saying that's rubbish. I just find it funny that George W. Bush, who partook in an illegal war... That has killed no one knows how many, really, because of the ripple effects and stuff. Even he's calling Trump an arsehole. Like, it's something if George W. Bush is calling Trump an arsehole. Yeah. Next, we'll have Kim Jong-un saying that he's a dick. <laughs> and he's just killed his brother, so... Well, it's yeah, brother. pretty much. He assassinated his own brother. In the weirdest way possible. Yeah, what, like women and an umbrella, right? Yeah, and some poison kind of thing, in it. That's, that's yeah. how... People assassinate each other these days. Yeah. Um, see, iZombie did that first. So I think they've gotten their inspiration from iZombie. So in, I think it was season two. There was an assassination attempt and the guy had an umbrella and a needle coming out of it and he was going to stab someone as they were leaving a courtroom. So mm. they literally got their inspiration from iZombie. They have a Western influence in their lives. That wouldn't surprise me because his dad, the one that died a few years ago, he used to love American films, so I can imagine them watching American stuff yeah. and getting ideas. Yeah, I love how they hate America and all their values and stuff, and that, yeah, they're so enamoured with it. And the the one that was assassinated, he was taken out of consideration for being the new leader because he wanted to cross over to Japan to go to Disney World. Aww. He what all he wanted to do was go to Disney World and meet Mickey Mouse. Yeah, who wouldn't want that? And there's another leader? brother, and apparently he's quite feminine, which is why he's not in consider. He wasn't in consideration. Mm. Yeah, sounds like a messed up family, to be honest. Yeah, but I would assume like he's a dictator. Wouldn't he have like concubines everywhere so he could have like millions of children ready to take over? Yeah, he doesn't come across as like most other dictators do. Which one, the, the the one that died or the one now? Yeah, the current one. Un, that's un, isn't it? Un, un. Un, sorry. 
<laughs> it's not like I called Josephine Baker Barker, okay? So yeah, yes, get it over is. yourself. It's offensive. It's offensive to the guy, Kim Jong, and he's going to be mad at you dictator. now while he's listening why would to I this. Want, why wouldn't I want to, like, offend him who oppresses his whole nation and lets them live in famine and squalor? Look, I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying he'll be offended and it's your neck on the line. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you really think they're listening to us in North Korea? I know we said it before. By the way, if you are in North Korea and listening to us, don't worry. If we get a North Korean listener, we are not going to mention you because we don't want you to die. No, Because no, I'd quite like to keep the North Korean listener. Yeah, we, we need all the listeners we can get, so stay yeah. alive, North Koreans. Even if we're, they're in North Korea. Yeah, we're on your side. The episodes we've done over <laughs> the past year, we've basically turned away probably American half of American listeners. Yeah. But, you know, some of them were listening to hate us, but which is fine because it's still a download, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. haters away. I mean, there's no one that hates ourselves more than us. Yeah, and if you really want to hate us, you can always email us <laughs> at thedogseduction at gmail.com. And the Twitter and the Facebook shit. Yes. Spread the hate. Yeah, spread the hate to us, because we... Basically, if you send us hate, we discuss it between ourselves and laugh at you. Mm. Pretty much, that's what we do. Yeah, we're nice people. Except we don't... We have, we've only had that, like, one comment, though, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, no, the YouTube video the, for the Jameson family. Oh, complaining Some guy said about... something. Yeah. I can't remember. Wasn't it something to do with the fact that we were doing a video of an audio? Yeah, and even though we're called the Dork Seduction Podcast, yeah, on YouTube. Oh, and someone so, called like, us immature, but actually, that was you, lot. But not that's me. actually true. So I wasn't in that podcast. Then. Yeah, but that's. I love how they called us immature in that episode. We were actually had our shit together that yeah. episode. <laughs> We've become immature, more and more immature over the couple of years, last couple of years. But in the Chamberson family episode, really. It's clear to me, though, that I've brought maturity to the podcast. <laughs> that, that's my role here. If you say so. Yeah. Holy um, shit. We, we've, we seem to have drifted off from Josephine Baker a little bit there. How did we do that? Uh, we started talking about North Korea somehow. And Timeless and uh, yeah. Zombies, Melania Trump, Donald Trump, North Korea. Clearly, that's just like a clear link there. Yeah, yeah. Josephine Baker. Hmm. Josephine Barker, Baker. Shall we begin then? Uh, I think there's something we need to do first. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I did that deliberately. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Tarmin, please put in the intro music around here. Like, look at where I'm pointing. Matt, point for Tarmin, future Tarmin. Yeah, I'm pointing. Okay, just here. Okay, then. Stuff. You're not okay, say you can it. stop it now. I, I said stop. Fucking idiot. She's an idiot. Tarman. Yeah, Fucking I know that. stop yeah. now. Pa- pardon? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Did you say something to future Tarman because she's being an idiot? No, I wouldn't say anything. <laughs> Such a twat she is sometimes. Like, sometimes future Tarman edits stuff to make you look stupid as well. I can totally believe that she's a twat, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the harshest thing I've been called. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try oh, to think of worse then. 
I said sh- shit in, in work in front of the head nurse. And then she was just like, I can't believe you just said that. I'm, just like, I'm sorry, are you not around every, any other minute of any day? I say a lot worse. Oh, God, she's one of those people that thinks you're innocent, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. That's just... There's quite a few people that think I'm innocent and then they then I start talking. Yeah. I've got that look, I think. I look like I'm all innocent and sweet and then I open my mouth and it's just like, fuck, 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 shit, cunt. See, Dick. I, that, see I never thought, I always thought you were degenerate from the first minute I saw you, so, you know. What did you <laughs> see the first minute you saw me that made you think I was a degenerate? Um, you just, you know, you just get that vibe off people. I thought you were a drug dealer. Yeah, well, I was. Or a drug then. user, one of them. I was both of those things back then, so, you know. <sighs> you never offered me anything. It's, it's too good to share, to be honest. Stingy git. And you were degenerate, so this made you worse, so, you know. <laughs> you, you'd have been really down the drains back then. I'm trying to think of another segue to get us back to the point. Do you know who wasn't a degenerate? <laughs> who? Josephine Baker. Who's that? Uh, a, a woman. Do you want a more? Woman. I mean, is she also known as, like, Frida Josephine McDonald, maybe? Possibly. Possibly. I, I haven't possibly. got that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an actual name and you haven't got it written down. No, I've just got Josephine Baker was born. And then blah, blah, blah. She was born Frida Josephine McDonald. Well, it, good you, you were here, Tarmin. That's very good. <laughs> Hopefully you'll make some more contributions <laughs> later on. Literally, that's literally all I've got written down. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's fine, I'll try and help you best I can. Right, uh, you can go to sleep now, Tarmin. So. Right, um, yeah, Josephine Baker was born in St. Louis, Missouri, I think, Missouri. I think it's St. Louis. St. Louis? St. Louis. Oh, this is thing about Louis Armstrong. Some people say it's Lewis, some people say it's Louis. Well, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's St. Louis because they said it in Supernatural many times. Ah, well, St. Louis, St. Louis, whoever pronounces it, whatever. So, Missouri, into a family of French, African-American, Native American and Jewish descent. So, there's a bit of everything there. At age 12, Baker had to drop out of school to work full-time under such ghastly conditions that she chose... To rather be homeless, which is... I'm glad I'm in this episode, Chris, uh, Matt. Why? I keep calling you Chris. It was, she was eight. Uh, I've got 12. Okay, so, okay, I, I, how about I start with the beginnings of her life? Because I've got those written down. Okay, you go, you go. Okay, so her birth was a bit sketchy. She was definitely born to a Carrie McDonald who was of African-American descent, African descent. But she was born in an exclusively white hospital because at the time segregation was around as well. Ah. So people thought that was weird. And not only was she just born there, they stayed six weeks. Her mother stayed there six weeks, which is unheard of because usually, I'm just going to go for black. I don't call them African-American. We're in England. Black mothers, they would give birth at home with the help of midwives. Her father is claimed to be a man called Eddie Carson. That's what Carrie McDonald, that's what Josephine Baker, they told everyone. But because of the stay in the hospital, people believe that her father was actually a white man because Carrie McDonald, at the time that she got pregnant, was working in a German, a white German household, which would explain how they were able to afford to stay at a white, exclusively uh. white hospital. 
Yeah, makes sense, that does. So, Carrie and Eddie were entertainers while Josephine was young, and she made her stage debut at age one. <gasps> I know, young. he brought her out on stage in, like, the final moments of their act. At one years old, she made her stage debut. Ah. They didn't really earn much money from it, and they separated eventually, and she remarried. To earn money, to help the family earn money, Josephine bust on streets at train stations and Lardy Dar and eventually had to quit school at eight. I'm pretty certain it was eight and become a maid, a domestic servant, and she was abused, she was burned for making little mistakes. And I think you're confusing the age with um her changing her occupation from maid to waitress because she became a waitress at around the age of thirteen. Ah. Oh. So that might be it. But yeah, you were right. She did eventually become a street child because she didn't want to live at home or do all that bullshit. Because I think the stepfather sent her out to work and they had many more kids after her and more mouths to feed. Mm. Um, Okay, um, I'll carry on then to my last couple of notes. Um, She married Willie Baker, who was actually her second husband. At the age of 15 in 1921, and that's where she got her stage name from. Uh, Eventually, she divorced him in 1925 after joining a black vaudeville group. Now you can take over. Yeah, well... um, (laughs) You're so lucky I was here. I I was going to add that um, for three years, uh, she lived in the slums of St. Louis, earning money by dancing on street corners yeah that's basically what i meant when i said she was a street kid yeah and i also said that she busked yeah so fuck you matt fuck you yeah i'm just gonna add and uh yeah as you said uh, talent was noticed and she joined that vaudeville troupe you're talking about Mm -hmm. this was like during the height of uh, the harlem renaissance in new york so um her career really started to take off and um she started performing in broadway as a dancer and singer. Her dancing and singing was noticed by talent agents of the time, and uh, this um, led to her being invited to France to open at the Theatre des Champs Elysees, however you say that, in 1925. Um, I love your French accent. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) There she started an erotic one-woman show that soon became world-famous, and she toured Western Europe with her show and was success in every country. Yeah, I think it's important to note that she was the first person of African origin to become, like, world famous. Yeah, and she literally was world famous. I think she was popular everywhere, wasn't she? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she, she was mainly in and around Europe because she didn't really want to perform for segregated audiences in the US. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was world famous. Europe was where she really made, I think, a lot of her career. Yeah. I mean, she was on stage and screen. Yeah. Yeah, she starred in uh, European movies and she starred in an Offenbach opera, which is quite good, I guess. Oh, yeah, because it was at one of the most prestigious opera houses in Paris. So that's got to be quite something. And um, she was admired by artists and celebrities, including F. Scott. Fitzgerald, Ernest Hemingway, Pablo Picasso, and Christian Dior. Matt, wouldn't you have loved to have been in Paris in, like, the 20s to 40s? Apart from the 40s. Apart from, like, the war. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. The culture. Yeah. Oh, there's loads of great stars 
Yeah, artists flocked to Paris. Yeah, it would have been pretty cool to be there. A lot of like, um, yeah. there's that Woody Allen film. Oh, what's it? Midnight in Paris? Yeah, Midnight in Paris. I actually really like that film. Yeah, and there's like, like there's loads of other people there as well that sound really interesting. Yeah. But I wouldn't have liked to have been there during the uh, French Resistance. Though. Yeah, maybe not involved in the war. Yeah, the Nazis. And, yeah, they're not so good. Yeah, I think I think we always forget that because that's like our favourite era. But then we always forget that the wars were going on then. Yeah, and there was I think a depression as well. <laughs> yeah, there was also no. It wasn't just a depression. It was called the Great Depression. Yeah, it was a big one. We romanticise it too much. Yeah, if we were rich, we would have been fine probably. Prohibition as well. Oh, well, I don't. But could I you don't imagine know. going to an old school speakeasy? Uh, you know what that is now because I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I would like that kind of thing. I think, like in the new Harry, well, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Have you seen it yet? No, no. Well, there, there was a bit because it's set in the twenty. Well, I don't know. I can't remember the year it was set, but it was set around that time. But they featured speakeasies as well, wizarding speakeasies. Oh. It was brilliant. That does sound quite cool, that does. Don't go into it thinking that it's a Harry Potter movie, because it's not. Uh, no. It's in that world, but it's not a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Right, when the Second World War broke out in 1939, and German forces subsequently occupied France in 1940, Josephine uh, was really quick to volunteer to spy and work for the French Resistance. Because at this point in time, she'd, she'd already renounced her US citizenship and became a French citizen. Yeah, because she, yeah, she was living there by that point, wasn't she? I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah, and she'd married a Frenchman and divorced a Frenchman. Yeah, and I guess, I suppose, some, like, French heritage as well, so she might feel a certain kind of connection to the cause. I mean, you probably feel a connection to the cause without being French, but... Americans didn't, until later on. But there's, there's always people... You kind of helped out. Mm. And there were some English people who helped out in the French Resistance. Oh, I just meant the war in general. Yeah, oh, okay. Basically, what she did to help the cause was by attending parties with a lot of the high-ranking Axis officials. And what she was able to do was kind of subtly interrogate um, these officials, what, but disguising it as, like, gossip or just, you know, trying to kind of make conversation at these parties. And here she was able to really kind of learn some important details of what the Axis were doing at the time. And she was able to immediately kind of pass these on to the contacts in the resistance. She also used um, her status as a celebrity to get kind of false documents for members of the resistance and Jews who needed to flee France for fear of being deported to one of the camps. she was able to smuggle like information and messages by um, music sheets and stuff like that. And it was all kind of in, invisible. She's so smart. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was her idea, but it was a very smart idea. Well, a clever idea, whoever it was. And it was clearly work. One of the other things she did, which I think kind of shows her dedication in a way, she also uh, smuggled important information and messages from France to Morocco or Spain. Um, by hiding the messages in her underwear. That's pretty dedicated, I think. Yeah, it is. I but, mean, it's um, got to be uncomfortable. Well, if it's just, was it just pieces of paper? Yeah, paper cuts. Uh, well, if you position it diff- correctly, I mean, there wouldn't be paper cuts now, would there? Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that's got to be uncomfortable. 
Possibly. It's, that's not going to be the most comfortable thing. Anyway, she kind of relied on her celebrity status to avoid strip, shirt, strip searches, which clearly worked because she was never found out. So she relocated uh, to Morocco in 1942, and uh, she entertained a lot for the French colonial troops, urging them to join the forces of the free France government in London and not serve the, the Vichy government there that was the collaborationists with, like, the Germans. And she was quite successful in doing this. She also, I think I read, she travelled to Egypt as well at one point and um, wouldn't play uh, for a, an Egyptian concert unless the Egyptians, who were neutral at the time, to make some sign of a, like, a allegiance with the French. So, and that worked. She was had such big balls, like, not an insult, as in a good way. Because she was a woman in that era. Not only was she a woman in that area, but she was a person of colour in that area. Er- area? Era. Yeah. She had fucking balls, man. Yeah, especially when you consider the time as well. I mean, she'd been found out. She could have been executed. So that's pretty uh, gutsy. Yeah, and she w- she went to Morocco. And uh, I think, I can't remember if it was the king or a prince or a duke or something of Morocco actually um, came like a good friend of hers and comforted her during one of her many miscarriages. The slight tragedy of... She had lots of miscarriages, from what I understand. She was never actually able to have any children of her own, although she did adopt something like 14 children, wasn't it? Yeah, she had quite a lot. Yeah, so she, she adopted a lot, a lot more than Madonna. It feels like, to me, it's probably for purer reasons than Madonna as Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because Madonna clearly did it for publicity. I think she genuinely wanted to help people. Yeah. Apparently, I was also reading, one of the uh, first things she did after the war ended in Europe was she went to visit one of the uh, concentration camps. Buchenwald, I guess, because German-sounding. They pronounce the W's as a B. That's the only reason. Buchenwald. Yeah. Could be Buchenwald, but I doubt it. Yeah, and she just spontaneously put a performance on for some of the liberated inmates, or former inmates, I should say, by that point. And according to uh, eyewitnesses, both British and American, um, the the former inmates um, were overjoyed at this performance. And it must have been a real kind of sense of the liberation for them as well. Yeah, because what entertainment... They they would have no entertainment before. I mean, they just live in fear and oppression. It's not actually true, actually. They used to play music a lot. Really? Yeah. It's quite well known, actually. Well, not that well known. Clearly, because I don't know it. No, well, uh, they did, but um, also um, they got people to play music because some of the people were being led into camp. So I wouldn't necessarily say entertainment. But um, they, they, they did have, like, music, not just during that time. After the war, she became uh, one of the first American women to receive some of the highest honours that um, the French state could give. I'm not saying because they're... It, it's, <laughs> one of them is Croix de Guerre, which is the Bravery Award. She, she also got the Chevalier of the Légion d'Honneur, which yeah. means the Légion of Honour Award. I can say Le Rosette de la Résistance. What does it mean? A rosette of the resistance, I guess. <laughs> Master translations there for me. Yeah, and these are all given to her by Charles de Gaulle, who was the figurehead of the French resistance. I think they knew each other. I don't know how well, but I think they got on quite well together. 
I'd get on with that. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone did by the sounds of it, apart from Germans, obviously. Yeah. I'm not sure they'd like us so much at the time. Italians, maybe? Yeah, yeah. There was things with Italians, because yeah, Italians were a lot of her, I think, who she, whom she targeted at these parties. Yeah. I know some shit, don't I, mate? Um, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you do. She wasn't just involved with the French Resistance, though. She was involved with the American Civil Rights Movement. She protested racism by adopting 12 multi-ethnic orphans as her legal children. That's what it says here, so 12. I thought it was 14, but it's only 12, apparently. All I know is it was a shit ton. Yeah. It was definitely in the double digits. Yeah. She uh, also forced clubs, theatres, opera houses, other cultural venues to open themselves to an integrated audience. This is either by refusing to perform there or simply by buying the establishment and changing the audience guidelines, which I love. That's just... That's uh, a great I'd love idea. that. <laughs> she also started working closely with the NA... How many A's did I say? A. I think it's two, isn't it? NAACP. Um, and that was by using her wealth and fame to bring attention and fight for the, for the cause. This, uh, in turn, led her to being one of the only official female speakers at the 1963 March on Washington, um, where she spoke alongside Martin Luther King Jr. And this was wearing her free French army uniform and her medals as well. She used this opportunity to introduce what was called the Negro women for several civil civil rights, and she uh, encouraged Rosa Parks and Daisy Bates to go to the stage and give brief speeches. Um, by the time of 1968, she was such uh, an icon to the civil rights movement. After Martin Luther King was assassinated, his widow Coretta Scott King approached Josephine uh, to become the unofficial leader of the movement. I don't know whether she's living in America at this point, but uh, she refused. I think she mainly lived in France. Yeah, and I, th- I think for a mixture of reasons as well, it's one reason's posited that because of her young children at the time as well, she decided not to take up the offer. Yeah, she's not like Mia Farrow or Angelina Jolie or Madonna. No. She seems like the real deal. Yeah. As for her personal life, she was married several times. Only four? I just said several times where I was reading. Only four? Only four, which is not as much as But two of them were when she was really young, so that might have been outside her control. Yeah, yeah. Well, when when you marry it. That probably was outside her control. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd... I don't think she'd necessarily choose to marry at 15. No, no, that was her second marriage at 15. Bloody hell. She'd been married before that. Jesus. For, like, less than a year. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was her mum putting pressure on her because her mum wanted her to make it work with the second husband. Yeah. And wanted her to give up her dreams of, like, entertainment and stardom and settle. And that's what happened, though, when they were young, especially a young black woman in that era in the US. I mean, they need some support and the families were bigger. Yeah. The sooner you can get them married off, the better, really. Yeah. True. I mean, it's what happened for years, so, you know. Still does sometimes. Well, some places. She apparently had um, affairs with women like Frida Kahlo, the artist, Mexican, I think. She died when she was 68. I don't know what year that would be. It was. Carmen, mate. The 12th of April, 1975. Ah. Yeah, at her funeral, she was the first American woman to receive full French military honours at a funeral. So, um,. I think a lot of her work during the French Resistance was 
you know, really admired and they, I think they loved her over there. She didn't have to do it. Let's just yeah. remember, she didn't have to do anything. She could have easily fled back to the US if she wanted to. Yeah. I mean, even, like, some French people collaborated. Um, like, French, there's a guy called Jean Cocteau, and he uh, he collaborated, and he was an artist and filmmaker. So, yeah, she didn't have to do anything. A lot of people did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even Ian, Ian Fleming's, like, the real-life James Bond. Really? Well, yeah, he did a lot of um, work during the wars and stuff. Yeah. For British intelligence. Unless Timeless was lying to me. (laughs) I don't know. Timeless has been right so far, so... Yeah, yeah, it has. I mean, it's the font of all knowledge, so you shouldn't doubt it, really. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't even play an episode. (laughs) She had several places in France and the US named after her, and... She, uh, so some people say she should be remembered as one of the most outstanding women of her time in show business, which I wouldn't disagree with. It's just not just in her time. Could you imagine someone in show business now doing anything that she'd done? Just anyone in any facet of show business. No, yeah. they can all talk the talks. But, like, when it comes to the actual action, none of them would do it. Yeah, and she really kind of paved the way for African-American women as an important civil rights activist as well. She was really important in the fight against racism, inequality and injustice. And obviously in the French resistance, he was very, you know, useful in the fight against the the Nazi regime. So overall, sounds like a real great woman. She's like a proper hero to many. Yeah. It's not just the French cause. She was doing the civil rights and everything and changing people's perspectives on black folk. Also, being an erotic dancer, it'd be very easy to just be, like, kind of glanced over as well. Not people yeah, not take you seriously. Yeah, and have people look down on you. Yeah. To, to actually kind of, you know... Break out into the mainstream. Yeah, and not just let that define her as well. I think yeah. it's pretty incredible. And she managed to become the lead, the vedette or whatever it is. Vedette, that's it. The lead of these acts and theatre shows and performances rather than be shoved into the background. Yeah. She wasn't, like, forced to do a lot of these things. Yeah. So she was at the top of her game in her occupation, as well as, you know, morally. Yeah. So all-round yeah. hero, I think. Or heroine, yeah, she's proper hero. Whatever you to call it. There's no mystery here. Yeah. I was hoping there would be... I was hoping we'd find something in, like, the spying that we could attack, latch onto, but no. No mystery here. Just telling a story. Yeah. But what a story, though. Yeah. Are you glad that I told you about her? I'm much knowledgeable. Yeah, it's better than, like, a mystery in some ways. I mean, no, I like the mysteries we do, but sometimes it's better to change it up. Yeah. Which we always seem to be doing anyway. I just think if there's a mystery, she would have done something bad. Possibly, possibly, possibly. But, like, when I heard about her, I was... Yeah, I was hoping there'd be she'd be something involved in one big part of it. But it's nice to know that she was consistent throughout the whole... Yeah. The Second World War with the French Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, and you laughing at that me getting all my episode ideas from timeless and TV shows when you didn't fucking <laughs> know about her. So why are you taking the piss? If I would have lent her, I would have lent her from the internet, which is much more... When? <laughs> How would you have leapt onto that Wikipedia page without I... me telling you, look up Josephine Baker, look up, up Bass Reeves... Before. I would have found her eventually. Eventually? not. You can't find something you're not looking for. I would... Uh, no, if I hadn't looked, found her during looking up the French Resistance, I would have definitely found her looking up erotic dances, so... 
<laughs> that's true. Yeah. I can't. I can't. You can't. Yeah. Like actually, it's quite funny. So the the Wikipedia page for a vedette, she is the photo. Vedette. Just her. Is it? Yeah. No one else. No other photos in it. Just her. Ah. How do you spell so that? So she's an icon of it. It's V E V E G E double T E. Ah, right. No, it's just because there's um there's someone else who's involved in the war called Odette, I think. She got um, shot by the Nazis. She was a woman who was, uh, during the Second World War, she was a spy or something like that, and she got shot. She was executed. They found out about her, and she got shot. Oh, maybe we'll do her next week. Yeah. Okay, maybe not next week. It's not quite as cheerful as this one, nah. necessarily. I mean, she, she at least got to live in... Josephine actually at least got to live until 68. Yeah. If Josephine had one thing going for it, it was her celebrity in a way. Whereas a lot of these spies, they didn't have the celebrity to kind of necessarily fool about. That's not kind of denigrating what anything Josephine did, but one of the reasons why I think some of these spies were a little less... No, she had more access. Yeah. And was more trusted because of her celebrity. Yeah. but so Yeah. (laughs) We'll do Odetti another time then. Yeah. Maybe next week we could do someone else. I'm assuming it might be... The next subject might come from Timeless. Who knows? Maybe we'll do Katherine Johnson. I've got a couple, Or we could actually. do Judith Exner. What? I've got a couple, actually, if I can find the piece of paper that I wrote the things on. Oh, and also, did you manage to look up Paul Jennings? I did, I did, yes. It's a slate. I, I, Sounds interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't think we'd want to do that one just yet, because we only just did the book Bass Reeves ones, didn't we? I know, it seems American like our own one. personal Black History Month. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Which we could have done during actual Black History Month. Yeah, I, this is unintentional. See, we don't have to take time out in our year to support Black History because we do it all year round. Yeah, just to me, go back to Trump quickly. Did you hear what he said about that Frederick Douglass guy? I think it's Frederick Douglass. No. He's the one that he said. Okay, listen, like, I've started to try to tune him out because everything he says is fucking idiotic. Yeah, this is this is idiotic what he said. He's talking about this, you know, great great guy Frederick Douglass who kind of fought against slavery, done loads of things. Trump's way of commemorating was to say he did a brilliant oh, yeah, job. Yeah, I know about this. <laughs> he did brilliant. Things. Yeah, I know about that one. He's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> he has speech writers and advisors, yet he's still a fucking idiot. Ah, uh, he's so ineloquent. That's the least of his problems, though. I'd like to take this time to, you know, speak to Sweden. <laughs> And just say that the whole world is thinking of you after that horrible terrorist attack that happened a few weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, it was awful. It was awful. And also, apparently, your like the rape, the reported rape, has like tripled or is the highest in Europe. I mean, that's news to me because I saw the stats and it seems to be like on the low end. But um, I, I don't yeah, know. It makes like, sense to I me. Feel so- well, I'm watching all that Philander and stuff like that. God. <laughs> and the killing and I know that's Denmark um, the bridge and stuff like that always going oh, on oh yeah yeah it sounds like an awful place to be it sounds yeah. like an awful place to be you know what Sweden we're all here for you right Brexit or no Brexit actually Sweden isn't part no that's Switzerland okay yeah Sweden we all feel you we feel your pain we feel I your mean, people I mean we're not racists yeah for your people because Matt loves Wallander, so we support the Swedes. I love Swedish people. Yeah, we endorse the Swedes at the Dork Seduction. I didn't mean to say that so creepy. Sweden, I'm coming yeah. for you. Uh, that, you could take that in many ways, Sweden. No, I, I meant um, I'm going there at some point. <laughs> <laughs> were you saying that ages ago, that we're going to go to Sweden? Because <laughs> it was like, it, see, it looked cheap as well. 
I'm going there at some point in my life. Yeah, but we both discussed going there. Yeah, we will go eventually. Do you not remember our conversation? Yeah, I remember that conversation, but we'll go eventually. Yeah, we will. We'll do a podcast. And we're going to go to Aberyst. Oh my God, we should do the podcast from the road. It'll be brilliant. (laughs) We are now in a hotel room where someone was murdered. We'd be like proper reporters then, wouldn't we? We'd actually do our fucking research. I'm not sure about going Aberystwyth, though. I get carsick when I drive into Wales, so you'd have to fly there or something like that. What do you mean, drive into it? How many times have you gone? Uh, my cousin used to live there. Okay, I've been you've times. moved about a bit, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I didn't live there personally, but I've been there. Whereas I moved from central London to greater London, and that's the farthest I've gone. Whoa. And I'm not saying I haven't gone to places. You're jet-setting everywhere, aren't you? I've been on a plane. Oh, well done, Tom. I've been to other places, but just for shorter periods of time. <laughs> well, I mean, we went to Cambridge for that few hours. Oh. <laughs> I've been to France on day trips. Right, that's... I've been to the Americas. You need to stop. I've been you, to the you... Bangladeshis. What? You need to stop. You're just, you've been too many places, Darman. <laughs> yeah, do you want to know the last time I actually went abroad, though? <laughs> <laughs> a few years ago, I guess. <laughs> it was about... What year was it? I don't even remember. How old am I now? About seven years ago, almost, getting onto the seven-year mark. Wow. That That's the last time I went abroad. Quite a long time ago, actually. Mm. Yeah, because like, I became an adult and I had to stop paying for shit myself. It's a lot harder to do whatever you want when you have to pay for it yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't go, I didn't go for abroad for a little while, um, from like 16 plus. Until... You went to Italy. Yeah, but you that, went to Italy. Then. That was that was only uh, three or four years ago. Uh, I went through a few years where I didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I've not even been to other nations like in the UK. I've not been to Ireland. I've not been to Wales. I've not been to Scotland. I I drove over the border <laughs> to Scotland. That's a cracking story. Um, we were driving. We moved over the border, and then we drove back. Is that literally it? So you could say you went to Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'd, I'd been banging on oh, to my okay. client um, and been to Scotland and we were staying in the Lake District at the time. And we went to visit Hadrian's Wall and then we went over the border. Do you know where I want to go? No. I want to go to Stonehenge. Really? Just mm. because apparently a lot of weirdos go there, don't they? Um, like druids and stuff, they hang out there. Yeah, that, that's why you want to go there? Yeah, I want to see the druids. So you can fit in? <laughs> I'm not a druid. I can imagine you as a druid. You'd why? have to grow a beard, but you know. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I just stopped shaving for a day. Really? Yeah, I get like insane. a I, I get an eleven a.m. shadow, mate. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've never been particularly fussed about going Stonehenge for some reason. I just, you've seen it so much. I think that's it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just before we sign off, mm. did you realise women get hair on their nipples? I did not know that. I not looked that. I didn't crazy. either. So now I think I'm weird. Really. Mm. Apparently, women get hair on their nipples. Mm. Um, not every woman, but it's a thing that I didn't even know about. I did not know about that. My my life's been enriched by by knowing that. Yeah, I'm sure I'll use that knowledge at some point in the pub yeah. quiz or I something just, like that. I, I just thought I was a freak for about five minutes. I'm just like, where are my hairs? <laughs> so you just been looking for hairs then? Pretty much. I was talking to Lana. I was like, I'm trying to look for a hair, but I got five one. <laughs> wow, the conversations you two have. Must be interesting. Yeah, join us next week when we'll be talking about another subject from Timeless. Who knows? It could be Ian Fleming or Catherine Johnson or Judith Exmer or 
I don't know. Judas Some of what? the other ones. <laughs> Exma or Emma or oh. Ema or you know JFK's mistress, huh? Oh, and no, I don't know. I just I just like the name Exma because I, I don't know. It's Exma or Ema. All I know is there's an E and a M in it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's something in the middle. I, I'm calling it Judith Exma now. Whatever. Exma, yeah. <laughs> Or or one of the many other things that are in Timeless. So, Americas, if you're listening, campaign for the renewal of Timeless or the Dork's deduction ends. <laughs> Basically, that's what I'm saying. That, that's definitely going to keep them going. <laughs> also, also campaign for the renewal of Sleepy Hollow, because I also learn about history from that. I had no idea who Paul Jennings was until Sleepy Hollow. Mm. You should also campaign... Or bringing Hannibal back as well. Yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't teach me much about history, but, yeah, I like Hannibal. You should also... Actually, you don't need to campaign to keep Supernatural in the air because it's never going to die. But um, that's how I learn how to say places in America. Ah. Because they, they travel a lot. Because mm. they go from city to city hunting monsters. So they have to say their names of the cities a lot. Yeah. I was probably thinking of the island, St. Louis. That's why I probably... I'm pretty sure it's St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, that's probably where I got Louis from. Mm. Yeah, so this was actually a fairly short episode. Yeah. Yeah, in actual fact, listeners, it was about two hours long, but I fucked it up, Josephine Baker, for like the whole episode and we had to re-record it. Yeah. When when did you fuck it up? I I called her Josephine Barker, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for like an hour I was calling her Josephine Barker and then you were just like, oh, why are you saying Josephine Barker? And I was like, Shit, it's Baker. I've got it written down as Baker. Why am I saying Barker? I don't know. That that, that could be for the outtakes, though. The Barker bits. Yeah. I, I was planning on putting in the outtakes anyway. It's just... Uh, basically, I'm trying to tease them whenever I mention something like that that I've taken out. Yeah. Teasing. yeah it's called marketing, mate. Ah, that's what it is, is it? Try marketing sometimes. Yeah. Market yourself. I, I do that anyway. I don't market myself very well. I'm on my bicycle marketing myself all the time. On your bicycle? Yeah. Or I don't I even have to ride a bike. You are the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Um, to what? Uh, ending this thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I said, ah, oh, join us next week. And then we carried on. Yeah, we really don't know when to end it, do we, sometimes? <laughs> we do, but we just don't take our own hints. Yeah. So so I know I mentioned those things, saying that we might do them next week. Who the fuck knows what we're going to do next week? Sometimes we change it literally before we start recording. So literally, who knows? We may never touch upon Joe's, uh, Catherine Johnson, but we should, Matt. We should. She's interesting. Or Paul Jennings. But we should, Matt. We should, because he's interesting. We might just start doing some of Matt's topics, because if time this is over, I'm just done. Yeah. Fuck it. I have no reason to learn about history anymore. It's going to be a shame. Oh, fuck it. Let's just do a murder next week. It seems easier. But then we feel bad, whereas these ones are heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, a good old murder, you know, can be yeah, quite good heartwarming. good old murder. Sometimes. Or an urban legend. We haven't done that in yeah. ages. Or a conspiracy theory. Yeah. God, do you, do you remember the, the reptilian Conspiracy theories one? really bring the ratings. Brings all the weirdos to our... Yard. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know the tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going to say goodbye because, like, I have a life now, Matt, because you ditched me for so long. And yeah. I actually started socialising with people. <laughs> Who? And now I can't stop. F- friends. Really, Tarman? Just just people. Really? L- like, people other than you and Chris. Really? I, I do not believe that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know it sucks though now because like we started to do do this again, so I want to stop hanging out with them. But like now you start, when you start, you sort of can't just completely cut them out of your life. Oh, don't I know that? God. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> fucking hate people. Yeah. Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. Like, why can't I have Skype relationships with other people? Yeah. By the way, I've spent the past hour just like drawing all over my foot and leg. I drew the Go Compare Man on my foot. Really? That That's what you yeah. draw? Doodle on your feet? Well, first I did a set of eyes and then I coloured them in and then they looked a bit like a, mas- a moustache. So I decided to do the Go Compare Man. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh... yeah that's what I do while we're recording. That, that's, what, <laughs> that's who you're thinking of when you're doodling. <laughs> the Go Compare Go Compare! Right, well, now I know who your fantasy man is. <laughs> if I actually met him, I'd want to punch him in the fucking face because of that song. Mm. <sighs> Such a twat. Yeah. On that positive I bet note, he gets punched a lot. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, we should pro- I think they did a whole advert of people trying to kill him at one point. <laughs> I think I think um, we should go because most people don't know who, the go- who we're talking about now. No, no. But we hope you enjoyed the life of Josephine Baker, because we did. Yeah. I think they should really make a movie about her. She seems interesting enough. Whereas we get movies about really, really boring people. Yeah, I was very surprised that there wasn't one already about her. Yeah. I mean, because you know that movie Hacksaw Ridge that just came out? Mm. It is basically your average war movie. We've seen it a million and one times. The only thing that makes it different is because the guy, the lead character in it, he didn't want to hurt people or murder or kill. Yeah. That's like the only thing that made it, set it apart from all the others, that it was still very samey. Whereas I think this, in the eyes of a woman who is, uh, like, it's basically espionage, spy work during yeah. World War Two, that would have been so much more interesting. Mm. But obviously, like, uh, a black woman in the 20s. Uh, but getting a black woman a lead role in an American movie now is difficult. I don't think they... Uh, yeah, they're never going to do this, are they? It's getting better, though. There's um, a couple of Oscar films had. Uh, the one yeah, but that's NASA. because of last year. Yeah, true. <laughs> Remember? Oscar's so white. Yeah. Well, because of Moonlight and um, Fences. I don't really want to watch Fences. I, I see, I, it doesn't appeal to me, but I want to watch Moonlight. I've got Moonlight too, ready to watch. Is, is, was Fences the one about the NASA? With Denzel Washington. No, what was the one with the, uh, the NASA women? The, ma- the math, Hidden Figures. That's the one. I haven't watched that. No. Uh, Oh, by the way, people, if you haven't watched Passengers already, don't bother. Just don't. Because, like, I liked the trailer. I thought it was going to be a fun movie, but it turns out it's kind of wrong. What's Passengers? You've lost me now. Passengers. You know know that movie with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in space? Yeah, yeah. Don't watch it. It's such a disappointment. Yeah, most films are these days. Yeah. I try and go in with low expectations, though. Yeah. I want to watch that King Kong movie. Oh, there's a new one coming out, is there? Yeah. You didn't know about this? No, no. No. I don't keep up but with you don't Kong. But like, you don't like budget movies, do you? Not really. That have a budget? No. And fucking hell, how many times have we said goodbye? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, we have said goodbye a few times now. <laughs> I think we should actually say... We, we prob- yeah, we need to say goodbye. Yeah, this is usually the conversation we have after the goodbye. Yeah, I know. But we didn't expect that it would 
be so short. Yeah. Okay, so I think this should really be our final goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye, and I'm actually turning off the recording, so goodbye. Yeah, goodbye.